Hello and welcome to this episode of A Muggle's Perspective. We're going to be covering chapters 23 and 24 from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I'm Rogi and I am joined today by Brayden. Brayden, how the heck are you? Pretty heckin' good. How are you? I'm good. I'm even better. I'm even more excited to also be joined by patron Carla. Hi guys. How are you doing? Hi Carla. Is this the applause? Yeah, I'm golf clapping. Hey. Um, better. That's better. That's better. Yeet! Carla is our first repeat <laughs> guest that we've had on the show, so we're very excited to have her on. It was a lot of fun last time. Um, how yeah. have you been doing, Carla? Do you have any updates for the for the listeners? Well, I'm still a Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's been pretty much the same. I'm having fun listening to you guys. Great fun. Well, good. I hope it's fun. It's fun to record it, but we like it even more when you're listening. Do you have any? <laughs> do you have any favorite moments lately from the podcast, or good jokes that you've appreciated? Well, what pops to mind is um, a fantastic impression by uh, Braden. That mingled somehow Seinfeld and Kermit the Frog. <laughs> that was fun. Braden, you know that know means you have to do it. it. I, I don't remember. I, I don't either. I don't remember why I would have used. I mean, Seinfeld has had no excuse or reason why <laughs> in previous episodes, but I'm trying to remember how Kermit the Frog got involved. I, I don't remember. Either. Maybe I just croaked something and said I sound. Or I was trying to do my Seinfeld voice, and it ended up sounding like Kermit the Frog. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I remember Brayden said something like in, in Seinfeld's voice. He said something like, "Why are you bringing Kermit into this?" Something <laughs> like that. What does Kermit uh, have to do with this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you but, leave my name out of this, Jerry. <laughs> Now both do it. Now both at the same time? Yes, yeah. Kermit, I don't think that's what happened. Jerry the Seinfeld frog. Happened. No? Okay, we'll work on it. Yeah, I'd like to try that off the air before I let that one go. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll just pause the recording. Beep. <laughs> okay, go for it. I don't even know how to... how that. That's two totally different... Like, yeah. Kermit, you have to really speak from, like, your throat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Jerry is just yelling. <laughs> so you're just yelling from your throat. Yelling from... I, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> it's just going to end up as a Braden's beef. Braden's beef! <laughs> See, I can't... I can't even do both of them. It's, they're, like, conflicting sounds. It was in pretty my good. voice box. I thought that was pretty good. I, I thought it hurt a little bit <laughs> well art is pain right i have always said that you're right <laughs> the normal thing that everyone <laughs> says i think that was part of my vows to my wife i remember those vows they were long but i don't remember that phrase exactly 
Um, yeah, it was somewhere in there. Okay, chapter 23, The Yule Ball. Carla, you specifically requested to be on the episode with this chapter. What do you love so much about it? I love the Yule Ball. I think everyone likes the Yule Ball for one reason or another, mainly because Hermione finds her sass mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or more of it. Um not not the not the ball necessarily, but the whole chapter is really fun. Yeah, as I was reading, it just kind of kept going, and I said, "Oh wow, this is in that chapter too." Oh, and this is. Yeah, <laughs> I think my favorite thing about the chapter is really at the beginning. It's one of my favorite lines ever. <laughs> what is it? Can I can I tell you what it is? Already? Yeah, chamber okay, of so God this- quotes. <laughs> This is when uh, Malfoy throws another racial slur at Hermione for mm-hmm. something. Um, and she just looks behind them and says, hi, Professor Moody. And he jumps in scare and she just says, pretty little ferret, aren't you? <laughs> I, I wrote that it's line really down. Great. I agree. That is one of my favorite lines. I think that one even makes it into the movie, if I remember correctly. I hope so. It might. I don't remember the movie so well. That'd be a real missed opportunity if they left that out. Yeah. That's a really good one. Braden, is there anything? Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say that's something I always think about. It's a quote I always think about when when any similar situation presents in real life or Mm -hmm. in movies. When when somebody has a move like that, I always think about this line, Twitchy Little, twitchy little Ferret. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> perfect. Um, so I think the first big thing that I had written down for this chapter is basically Sirius's letter. We keep, we've gotten a lot of letters from Sirius. Yes. So far, and this is just kind of the next one. Braden, did you have any specific thoughts about their continued correspondence? Um, I'm kind of getting anxious for him to show up. Um, can can we just read the letter? I have it right here. Yeah, absolutely. You can do it in either Kermit the Frog or Jerry Seinfeld voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys pick. I was joking. You can do whatever you want. But if Carla wants you to pick one, then she is allowed to. Okay. No, that's okay. You can use whatever voice you, you want to. Thank you. Your so own much. if you want to. <laughs> Thank you, Carla. Very that generous. Uh, dear Harry, congratulations on getting past the Horntail. Whoever put your name in that goblet shouldn't be feeling too happy right now. I was going to suggest a conjunctivitis curse as a dragon's eyes are its weakest point. That's what Crumb did. No, do it in the good Hermione voice. Oh. <laughs> is it just? I know, is it just? I know higher? it said she whispered. I know it said she whispered, but that's what Crumb did. And anytime Hermione has a quote, that's that's the voice you have to do it that way. So she whispers that. But your way was better. I'm impressed. Don't get complacent though, Harry. You've only done one task. Whoever put you in for the tournament. Got plenty more opportunity if they're trying to hurt you. Keep your eyes open, particularly when when the person we discussed is around, and concentrate on keeping yourself out of trouble. 
keep in touch. I still want to hear about anything unusual. Serious. Seriously. Seriously? He should sign his letters like that instead of sincerely. Seriously? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. Seriously? Serious. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I can't tell if you're laughing as serious or if you just can't help but laugh at your own joke. <laughs> it's your joke. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> So it, it this letter strikes me as almost mundane. Like not a lot happens. Yeah. It's like Harry it's, and Sirius are just like texting at this point. Yeah. What up, Sirius? <laughs> NMU. JC. <laughs> Keep your eyes open. Yeah. A letter they isn't still- like a big thing anymore. No. No. And I think I think Harry kind of even reflects that in the next couple pages right he's kind of like why does he think that i just walk around with my eyes closed yeah (laughs) well he's really harping about the particularly when the person we discussed is around he is still pretty sure that harry is in danger and someone put him in the tournament to try to get him killed what do you think at this point well i was trying to remember did they just did they throw names around for a specific, when he says the specific person we discussed, like, were they talking about Karkarov? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't have a reason to say Sirius is wrong for, like, reminding him of that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, there's different points throughout these two chapters where Karkarov's pretty weird about stuff. <laughs> That's just, he's always weird. And it says he has super yellow teeth. <laughs> and I think we all three can agree. You can never trust a person with super yellow teeth. Always a villain. Always a villain. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to imagine a scenario where someone with super yellow teeth actually is trustworthy. And they just you can. happen to have yellow teeth. No. Carla said it. They're I, always a villain. Yeah. And the goatee. Have you ever seen anyone that's got yellow teeth and a goatee and it is not a villain. That's almost I like you're trying any. too hard to look like a villain. <laughs> That's it a is. good point. It's like you also yeah. have a monocle and like a <laughs> cap, like a pirate's the, cap. I don't know. And a white cat on your lap. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you just sit in swivel chairs. <laughs> I, I have had a goatee before. So I like to think that having a goatee doesn't automatically make you look like a villain. <laughs> It just automatically makes you look like a dad. What yeah. color are your teeth? <laughs> my teeth are very... I think my teeth are pretty white. So, you're fine. Jess, they're, they're normal shade. Okay, they're not that white. She holds up, like, <laughs> some printer paper. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anything else about this letter? Um, I mean, Hermione pointing out that that is what Crumb did. Should we should we care about that? That's a that's a good question. Do we care? I was going to suggest a conjunctivitis curse, as a dragon's eyes are its weakest point. That's what Crumb did, but your way was better. I'm impressed. So that's what Crumb know... did. <laughs> that's what Crumb did. Um. So that that is interesting because 
Sirius is worried about Karkarov, and who does Crum get coached by? Mm. You're right, Mad Eye yeah. Moody coaching Crum. It's a good point. No. <laughs> no. So what? I guess is this is like a conspiracy theory board. Like, what connection are we making there? Karkaroff is reading Sirius's thoughts and telling them to crumb. No, I'm saying Sirius that... is training. Uh, oh, crumb, uh, Victor. Crumb. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Crumb. So, we're, so we're putting Sirius in the traitor category. Like he's leading Harry on. Well, maybe he just has another godson. You can have more than one. It's yeah. allowed. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I don't know. Why? I'm just kidding. Uh, I I don't know. I was thinking more along the lines of like, like we. I'm pretty sure that Karkarov um, is doing some dark magic for Voldemort on the side here, um, and maybe in a past life. Karkarov and Sirius have both fought dragons, and Sirius is like, look, I know Karkarov would know how to fight a dragon. Gotcha. And so it's just kind of like they would have the same advice. I wasn't really thinking conspiracy theorist and like that Karkarov is, or that Sirius is communicating with Crumb. That's an interesting angle. I guess I can't. (laughs) That's really dumb and stupid, so I'm just going to leave it open as possible. I don't think it's dumb and stupid. It's just that would be really disappointing because I've J.K. Rowling has built up some trust in me and Sirius. Mm-hmm. Always smart to trust what J.K. Rowling's telling you in the middle of the book, you know. Well, that remains to be seen. The last book hinged on a dead guy being a rat, a Good literal point. rat. Good point. So it's not really anything else. I just think if yeah. I just think if Sirius is actually a bad guy, like I don't know if I want to keep reading this book. <laughs> okay, let's just skip to uh, Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna flip a table if he's not actually like if he is actually leading Harry on and is like luring him into Tad Poldemort's trap. I'm gonna I'm gonna scream. Well, then it's a good thing that we are gonna be together when you finish this book so that I can see all of your reactions. Yes. Um, Carla will be there too. Oh yeah. That's sure. yeah. We've been making sure we've been planning for Carla to be able to fly in. We've got plenty yep. of room. <laughs> I'm bringing all my family actually. Please do. Perfect. Great. <laughs> you will just need to donate a little more heavily to the Patreon, and then we will buy you plane tickets. Yep. You also need to make what us. What do you some mean? Dishes. I spend my whole wages on you guys. <laughs> oh no! Would not it's recommend. It's not enough, Carla. As a banker, no would not recommend. What the minimum wage here in Portugal is. <laughs> All I know is that it's in it's... euros. It is very few of them. <laughs> Well, my advice is that if you come here, I would not recommend scheduling a medical procedure because those few euros will go even less far here than they would there. Okay. That's definitely oh, well, the case. Well, we have a That's real. We have a <laughs> public real. health system. Exactly. Sorry to Maybe brag. Maybe we should go there 
and get all of our surgeries done. We'll meet up with you. We Exactly. Let's do it the other way around. <laughs> we should create a global trade market of surgery. So we can like, – I think it already you, exists. You pay people by yeah, <laughs> the black market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brayden. Someone else had the idea first. I'm just, just thinking – a few months. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So the next point that I have here kind of is Dobby, Christmas presents. What are your thoughts on Dobby uh, showing up here and all of the presents that we're getting? Are you asking me or Carla? You know, anyone that has <laughs> thoughts. Carla, you're the guest. Let's hear your thoughts first. Well, sucks for Christmas. We're really, well, sucks. Um, <laughs> it's not the Christmas present you want unless you're Dobby and in that case it's the best Christmas present. I was really upset Harry gave him his old socks, his oldest and crappiest socks. Hard agree. Brandon's beef! Whoa. Coming in beefy. It's really Carla's beef. Well you just said you came in with a hard agree and so I figured you're beefy now. Yeah, hard agree because I don't know, like I'm thinking about my collection of socks and like socks aren't that expensive and I have some socks that are I would consider pretty nice and I have some socks that are pretty pretty junky, but I have enough socks somewhere in between that if I was in Harry's situation, I would give Dobby like a decent pair of socks. How do you feel about socks, Carla? I like socks. <laughs> They're good. Well, you said they yeah. suck as a present. As a Christmas or any present, they do. Unless they're really thoughtful gifts like Dobby's for Harry, which are hand-knitted with broomsticks and snitches. That's special. He spent his wages on the wool. That's true. <laughs> yes. And have... he knitted them over nights and nights, I guess. That that would take a while. Unless he can do it by magic. Yeah, you'd Now th- I want to do it, it by magic. <laughs> I appreciate that Dobby points that out, that he paid for him with his wages. He's like, look, <laughs> yeah. Harry, I'm getting that bread now. And I was thinking about it. I didn't even you. steal it. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I just went and spent it because I made yeah. it. <laughs> like, I think Dobby in this scene in the movie is probably doing, like, the dollar dollar bills thing. <laughs> right? I was thinking about that. Socks on socks. Well, when Carla said that socks suck as a Christmas gift, I was thinking, I don't know about your family, Braden, but we – socks are, like, a very common sort of filler gift when you're like Uh-oh. a teenager or middle schooler in... Did I touch a nerve? No, no, not that like <laughs> I care really strongly about socks, but I just like you get socks and underwear and a toothbrush and you're not excited for those gifts, but it's like, yeah, I got some got some new socks this year. Like, that's fine. Did you, did you used to get that when you were younger? Not really. Brayden, no? Um... Yeah, socks were 
Socks were a stocking stuffer, I would say, which is ironic. The irony is thick there. Socks and, and stuffed in a sock. Um, and it's like, for me, socks were never, like, I was never bummed. I wasn't excited, but right. it was like, yeah, I mean, I need these. Yeah, that's true. I have also given socks as a subscription box for Christmas to Eric. Tell me, tell me more. So I, Please. I prepaid yeah. a company to send my friend cool and weird socks every month for six months. That's well, a cool that's nice. gift. Mm-hmm. I'd like that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's super into like novelty socks. Oh, that's it's that's like really cool. Things. Yeah. He's a real he's a real life Dobby. Yeah, he he basically is. He I think he wears matching ones though. Ah. I know. <laughs> They made a mistake. Yeah, that's always, <laughs> I, I always forget about that part. Um, what about can the, I? Yes, you Rogi, can. Can I hear your best Dobby impersonation so I can just get like an idea of what Dobby's going to sound like? You're trying. I'm trying to impersonate Dobby from the movies. Yeah, or just what you think Dobby sounds like when reading it. With all your Harry Potter knowledge and experience, what does Dobby sound like? Dobby is making them himself, sir. He is buying the wool out of his wages, sir. Okay. That's what I needed. Did that you, you didn't even react. I I acknowledge like I'm prepared now. I know what to expect. Well, Dobby's but been in the movies. The second movie. Yeah. It's a pretty like Short. It's okay. not a lot of Dobby. Yeah. Well, I have bad news for you about your expectations for Dobby in the fourth movie, but <laughs> you're not. <laughs> let's I'll, let's just say you're not getting more Dobby. How long am I gonna have to wait to get more Dobby? Oh yeah, let me. I'll just spoil it for you. Gosh. <laughs> Almost had him. I really wanted to answer this. I know you have to restrain yourself. Yeah. Uh, what about <laughs> the other presents that we see here? A Chudley Cannon's hat. Uh, some other stuff. A book. I like the Chudley Cannon's hat. Mm-hmm. I like that it clashes with it, with Ron's hair. Yeah, he just picked the worst color team to root for. What is the Chudley Cannons logo? Do we know that? I don't. I guess I Am would I, assume like a cannon that shoots broomsticks if, or quaffles or bludgers. If I type that into Google, will I get spoilers? Probably not. Chudley Cannons? How do you spell Chudley? <laughs> Chudley. What's oh, your yeah, it pops up almost immediately. Us. Okay, we are looking at their team crest. Can you describe it to me? Yeah, so it's kind of the generic shield that you would see on any crest. In the center is a circle. Inside that circle is um, another circle of stars. Inside said circle of stars, there are two what appear to be like hand bells. (laughs) I think those are like... No, those are cannons. I'm they're sorry. Like munitions cannons. shells, or yeah, they're just cannons. oddly shaped cannons. Yeah, that makes much more sense than handbells. <laughs> uh, and then there's some sort of symbol 
in between the the, the biohazards. Cannons. Yeah, biohazard. So you know they're dangerous. Watch out, folks. Uh, um, there Chemical are words warfare. in the top corners of the shield. I'm trying to think. Are they Chudley and Cannon? <laughs> no, they're like it's like their motto or something. Um, on the top. It says the British United League. Yeah, there you go. On the one I have. Yes. Okay, Uh, what's in the top right? uh, The QA Premier League. QA? Great. Quidditch Association, maybe? Something? Yeah, probably. But yeah, looking at this logo, I could could totally see how this would clash with Ron's hair. Because it's basically the color of Ron's hair. Ron just doesn't seem to get that, does he? No. That's well, it's tough. There's some really cool Chudley Cannon t-shirts out there. I bet. Oh, there's, pl- there's the Tunhill Tornadoes, the... Shoot, why am I blanking on the other ones? The... Yeah, there's the... The one that's all girl. No, that's not what it's called. Oh, it's something the something Harpies? Harpies or... Hollies, Gwenog Jones, Hallies, the, the Holy Head Harpies. That's what it is, yep. That's the one. The Holy Head What's Harpies. a harpy? It's like a pixie, I think. Hmm. I don't know. What's a cannon, you it's know? A... <laughs> Seriously? Seriously. <laughs> you serious? No, I'm not. I'm rogue. Seriously, bro. So then... We've got a big snowball fight. That should be a key point here, you know. Like, you can never say enough about a big snowball fight. I love a good snowball fight. I would not be... Fights in Portugal? I would not want to be... (laughs) (laughs) When we have snow, it's not very common. Mm. Are there, like... Is it... Are there mountains? Not in most of the country. Yeah. So some there are some mountains. There's a very high mountain, uh, the the highest on the country, and you get snow there. But uh, it's not uh, very common in the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you and your friends should journey to the top of one of these said mountains and have a snowball fight. <laughs> When I was small, there there used to it, it used to snow uh, in my village, and we actually had some snowball fights. But now it doesn't snow anymore there. Wow, that is just very sad. It is. Yeah, that's a bummer. It's like the Grinch who stole snow. <laughs> but you know, no global warming. Yeah. Who no needs to reduce carbon emissions? Not us. Definitely not. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we go and get ready. Ron is in a dress. Ron's just wearing a dress. He looks gorgeous. <laughs> you do you, Ron. So then I think the next big thing is the Hermione and her date situation. So tell me about 
your reaction to that, Braden? So we find out. Well, we don't find out that she's with Victor Crumb until basically they walk out to be presented as champions. Yeah. Correct? Right. So, yeah, that was a little bit. I didn't see that coming. I did not. That would not have been. Like if you gave me ten guesses on the last episode, I don't think Crumb would have been in there, because I thought she was always kind of like annoyed that everyone was freaking out about Victor Crumb, playing hard he to had get a fan club. But the more you think about that, it could totally be the whole like middle school love thing where it's like, ugh, she's the worst. Don't like her. And which actually is middle school speak for like. I would do anything to be with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and plus she's the only girl that isn't freaking out about him seemingly. So he's probably attracted to that in some way. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, I think Hermione was nagging him. <laughs> and that's why he went for her. <laughs> that, could, that could be real too. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't, I don't see Hermione Caring not enough about a guy no. to do that. Right. Yeah. Not consciously. It's just that she really didn't care. I think it warmed her heart to, to know that he was going to the library just to get a chance to speak to them with, with her. So she probably found that charming. Yeah, she's never really had a guy show interest in her before. No. Her best friends just realized she was a girl. Two chap- one chapter ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, we know you were good, Hermione. <laughs> Will that do? <laughs> so Harry is going Harry and Ron are going with the Patil twins. And it says that they they're they're looking good. They're done up and everyone's jealous of them. But but Hermione, not only is she with Crumb, but her appearance has like changed, I guess. Did you pick up on that, Braden? Yeah. So her hair is described as no longer bushy. It's very sleek and shiny. Um, and then I feel like a, a lot has made this chapter of like Hermione's teeth. Yeah. Um, apparently when she, because she was hit by, like, a charm or a spell from, was it from Malfoy that, like, like enlarged her front teeth even bigger than they were? Yeah, I Am think I it was Malfoy. remembering that right? Mm-hmm. I think it was. It, yeah, so... It was so meant she, for Harry, and it rebounded. Yeah, there you go. So she, um, when she heads off to the nurse to, like, get that corrected they use like some sort of shrinking spell to like correct that and the nurse just leaves it up to the child to say like yep that's what that's what size my teeth were and yeah, I mean, why so, not? right so Hermione takes advantage of that and gets her teeth the size that she wants them so apparently that has made a big difference as well like Ron I feel like Ron comments on that yeah, I don't think about her teeth much in the earlier books, but I guess she is described as having abnormally large front teeth. Yeah, I don't think about it that much either because 
they don't make that a part of the movie, right? We've right. talked about that. Yeah, like she couldn't true. wear the mouth guard and talk clearly. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I I forget about that a lot. So apparently this is a big deal. Yeah, she's proud of it, and everyone's starting to notice her. They're looking at Hermione. Harry gets to dance. Anything else before we get to sitting around the dining table with Percy and Dumbledore and Karkaroff? I just think it's interesting how worked up Ron gets that she's with Crumb. Why is that? He he says it's because he doesn't want her fraternizing with the enemy. I think there's a little bit of jealousy. I think Ron has a secret crush. You think? I do. You think it's secret? <laughs> I don't think it's secret. I think he thinks it's secret. But um, okay. I was just... I was just kidding. <laughs> Don't read too much into it. <laughs> I think Ron. I I was just kind of surprised to see how defensive he got. Mm-hmm. I mean, my guy could have just asked Hermione to the ball. So like, put up or shut up, Ron. Yeah, him and Harry both just kind of dropped the ball. Huh. Pun. Puns. It's getting punny up in here. Mm-hmm. Anything interesting about Karkaroff talking about how secret Durmstrang is or the other yep, festivities? Yep, that was weird. It was weird. So this is just a weird. chapter where Karkaroff is weird to you? Yeah, and his teeth are super yellow. Um, so, I mean, if I was practicing dark arts and and if I was trying to help revive Lord Voldemort, I wouldn't want anybody knowing where I operated out of either. I'll just say that. Or what color your teeth really were. Correct. And I would I would grow a goatee so that when I go back home and shave my face, you know, people wouldn't people wouldn't come around in my home country and like recognize me immediately. It's a Count Olaf situation. Yeah, you got it. Freaking Count Olaf. Uh, Okay, so I think my next point is the Ron-Hermione fight is what I called it. But you already touched on that. Anything else we wanted to get into about fraternizing with the enemy? He thinks... That Crumb is just trying to get closer to Harry, get inside information on him. This is on page 422. Or get near enough to jinx him. Hmm. Ron says she's got a funny way of showing that she wants Harry to win the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah. I'm reading through that. You said it's on 422. Yeah. I feel like there's some... 
it's kind of like you got to read between the lines. Like they're both like I don't know whether to think that Ron, that Hermione kind of has like a uh, some feelings for Ron too. You know what I mean? Based on what? Like her comments that like if you if you thought all these things then or if you're that worried about it then maybe you should ask me. Right. Because she. I don't know. I feel like this is one of those fights that like they start yelling at each other and then it ends up that like they spill the beans of their love. It's just a fight that ends up with like them in each other's arms. Yes. They spill the beans of their love, their love beans. Wow. Most respective after dark. (laughs) I was not expecting the words love beans. (laughs) <laughs> Good night. Episode title. That's what Jess just said. <laughs> um, we've got Percy, or not Percy? Percy, we do have Percy. Percy just keeps showing up, and we do. Do we care? Yeah, because B- Barty C's gone. He's sick. And not the good kind of sick. No. No. Um, So Percy's kind of in his place. And Barty sees like calling in instructions from the phones or whatever. (laughs) I would assume there's a lot of owls being sent. A lot of owls. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's concerning. It's weird. I don't like Percy to begin with. Um, I'm kind of wondering if he's getting in the middle of something that he doesn't even realize he's in the middle of with Barty C. Something bad. Oh, you think something bad? Yeah, I'm just pretty suspicious of him. I mean, I've talked about that in previous episodes. I don't know what to think of Barty Crouch. Um, But Percy, like, worships him. So he'll do anything he says, go anywhere he wants him to go. So, I mean, I don't know what to think about that. It seems like Percy is mentioned along with Bagman a lot. Yeah. They're always kind of next to each other. Yeah. And the longer, the more we get to know Bagman, the less I trust him as well. Just because he keeps offering Harry help? Yeah, and the whole goblin scene that I think's in the next chapter. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of weird. We next find our heroes sort of walking around, and they get past Snape and end up accidentally listening to Hagrid and Madame Maxime. That's kind of the rest of the chapter. Well, it's kind of a few more pages, but it's the last big new reveal, new big thing. What are your thoughts on the whole Hagrid-Madame Maxime conversation? Um, Hagrid... 
I think shows off his lack of experience talking to women. <laughs> um, maybe on a uh, maybe on one of the first few dates, you don't talk about size, or maybe ever. Maybe so, ever. He'll learn from that. He'll learn from that. He'll get better. Um, so and we learn that he's half giant. What does that mean for you? Hagrid's a half giant. Well, it means, you know, I've learned that apparently in our wizarding magical world, there are giants. Like, I had always, I had been operating under the assumption that he's just a massive dude. <laughs> Magic people can get bigger. Yeah, like you got some big magical people and you got some small magical people. You got Harry, you got Hagrid. You got Flitwick. You know. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he's an actual giant. So, I don't know. I mean, do we have exact measurements on Hagrid? Is that like a Pottermore thing? I mean, probably somewhere in like Sorcerer's Stone. Jess is Googling it right here, I'm sure. I, for yeah. some reason, the number... Harry describes him. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. You know, what were you going to say? I think Harry describes him, describes him as being... Twice as tall as a normal guy and three times as wide. I think that's that's the description. So the normal guy is roughly, you know, five ten to six foot. Mm-hmm. So Hagrid's about twelve foot tall. Yeah, Jess just found that in the movies, the guy that plays Hagrid is portrayed as being eight foot six. So that's probably on the small end. Of what he really mm-hmm. is. Well, and he's half giant. Right. Not full giant. No. Um, yeah, so that's that's interesting. His dad was a wizard. His mom was a giant. Mm-hmm. How does a wizard end uh, up with a giantess? That's a good question. I don't know. What's your theory? Give me a theory. How a wizard ends up with a giantess? And how one makes a Hagrid. What's the scenario that a Hagrid ends up being born? I don't I don't know that I want to get into that. Not not that end of it. How do how do they end up together? Um maybe Hagrid's dad traveled the world a lot. Sure. Maybe he was kind of an explorer okay. and he was um, venturing through the wilderness of said country that contains a lot of giants. Um, and, um, like New York City or San Francisco? Yeah. And finds himself in some trouble in the wilderness. He's okay. attacked by, he's attacked by some sort of giant wizarding creature. And, like a chimera or a hippogriff? Yeah, so we're playing Mad Lib. You fill in the things I don't know where to fill in with. <laughs> um, and so... Last-ended Scroot attacks him. No. They're, what are they called that Rita... What is Rita Skeeter called? A bang-ended a bang Scoot. He's being attacked by bang-ended Scoots. <laughs> and he is within inches of his life. Mm-hmm. And what does it say Hagrid's mom's name is? Fruit like Frida something. 
Friedwolfer. Ja. Ja. Friedwolfer. Friedwolfer. Komm hier da, Friedwolfer. Hagrid. Get in here. Yes, Mom. Um, so he finds himself within inches of his life, the Hagrid's dad, and he's about to be destroyed by a bang-ended scoot. Mm-hmm. And out of compassion, Hagrid's mom saves him. She's a giantess, so she just runs up and like rips the thing in half. Yeah, the scoot. The scoot. And... <laughs> However, the damage was done by the scoot. Haggard's dad is injured. He's going to need to camp out with the giants if he's going to want to survive. So she, you know, he's a little scared. He's like, dang, I've never seen a banging scoot, but it almost just killed me. And then you and just now, killed it. <laughs> and then you just ripped it in half and fed it to your family. And so now I'm, I'm looking Right into the eyes of just a massive human. Giant, yeah. You know, maybe human. Looking We're not human-ish. sure. Looking kind of human. Looks, looks kind of human. But there's something about those kind of human eyes that's very endearing. I'm feeling some type of way right now. Right, so because of his near-death experience, that puts him in a certain emotional frame of mind. Yes, yes. And so she, right she ends up nursing him back to health. And in, and in that time, he becomes one with their village. They um, they accept him, and he, he offers magical tips. Here's how you do this spell. Here's how you do this charm. And they kind of teach him about magical creatures and how to defend yourself, how to handle yourself. And in the meantime, he falls in love with Hagrid's mom. Friedwulfa! Friedwulfa! And they make a Hagrid. All right. Last thing I think is that my guy Cedric Diggory shows up and decides he needs to Cedric Digger all up in here. What said the the Diggering. Said the Diggertainer. <laughs> Cedric the Diggertainer. Yeesh. Yeah, I won't use that one again. Um, it's on the internet forever now. Love that. What are you, what are the thoughts again? What are you wanting my thoughts on? He he tells Harry about some stuff. He gives Harry some advice. Oh yeah, he's like, "Yo, Harry, I was thinking about that egg, and I think you need to get in the bathtub with it, bro." And Harry's like, Harry, "Is this a euphemism?" <laughs> Harry's like, "What? <laughs> Seriously? S- seriously? Are you talking? Are you talking serious? How do you know about serious?" <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that, I mean, that's, I think I covered it. That's the gist, right? Like, you need to spend some time in the bathtub with the egg. So what do you, is this good advice, bad advice? Do you believe, do we trust Cedric here? Uh, I don't, this is a hard one without being able to see Cedric's face when he says it. You know, JKR doesn't really, like, give us any kind of, like, and he was holding back a smile. As he told Harry this, you know, so as far as we know, he's serious. Like he's Said been hanging Cedric, out with... obviously lying, but <laughs> Harry couldn't tell. 
That's how it would sound if, an idiot. if I was writing the book. Yeah. Harry, you should take a bath with this, Cedric said, lyingly. Yeah. Let's look at that the pay the actual quote. What page is this on? Four thirty one. Okay, two four thirty one. Yep. Hi, Harry. It was Cedric Diggory. Harry could see Cho waiting for him in the entrance hall below. <sighs> Come back, Cedric. <laughs> yeah, said Harry coldly as Cedric ran up the stairs toward wait, him. Wait, 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 wait. Can Carla do Cedric's voice and you do Harry's voice? Are you good with that, Carla? You're Cedric. I'm Harry. What am I supposed to say? I don't have the text here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, okay. I'll do it then. So, yeah. So, are you Cedric then? Yeah, I'll be Rogi? Cedric. She can, you can be Cho. Cho does not I can have be Cho? Can be, no, she can be I Cho. I can be Cho. I, I'll just wait on the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Carla, you wait at the stairs. And, okay. I'm go. audibly waiting. <laughs> You're doing. We great. start talking. She just goes waiting, waiting. I'm tapping my foot and looking at my watch. <laughs> hey, Harry! It was Cedric Diggory. <laughs> Harry could see Cho waiting for him in the entrance hall below. Yeah, said Harry coldly as Cedric ran up the stairs toward him. Cedric looked as though he didn't want to say whatever it was in front of Ron, who shrugged, looking bad-tempered and continued to climb the stairs. Listen. Cedric lowered his voice as Ron disappeared. I owe you one for telling me about the dragons. I'm not doing this in a British accent for some reason. (laughs) I owe you one for telling me. (laughs) You good? I owe you one for telling me about the dragons. Why is he talking about dragons? <laughs> I'm not going to take a bath with an egg. <laughs> Joke's on you listeners who didn't think you were going to get hijacked by brought by Seinfeld and and Kermit and, the Frog. And a really long explanation of how a Hagrid comes to be. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for it, man. Oh, I oh, loved friends. every minute of it. Not as much as Mr. Hagrid, but I did. All right, we're going to start this from the top in British accents. <laughs> okay, okay. I think um, just Sorry, my vote. Should I wait in a, Brit- just, in a British accent? Yes. Too? You're waiting. Okay. My vote is that I'm we should waiting. just read the dialogue and not the scenery. Yeah. All right, all right. We'll do the dialogue. Um, we're going to do it in British, though. Okay, in British. Okay. All right. Hey. You're Cedric. Harry. Yeah. Listen. I I owe you one for telling me about the dragons. You know that golden egg? Does yours wail when you open it? Yeah. <laughs> well, take a bath, okay? What? Take a bath and, uh, take the egg with you and, uh... Just mull things over in the hot water. It'll help you think. Trust me. I'm staring. <laughs> I was about to jump in. Tell you what. Use the prefect's bathroom. Fourth floor to the left. That statue of Boris the Bewildered. You'll see it. It's on the fifth floor. Passwords. Pine fresh. Gotta go. Want to say goodnight. That's to me. To tell. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> Cedric, come along. You went from being like his annoying teenage girlfriend to being his like matron, like his nanny. Come along then. Cedric, come here. So I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. That is chapter 23. That's chapter 23. And if we just did like a really quick summation of chapter 23, that'd pretty much be everything that we hit. Yeah. How a Hagrid's made. Um, how it sounds to wait at the bottom of the stairs in a British accent. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think we covered it. All right, chapter 24, Rita Skeeter's Sorry. Scoop. Yes, go for it. Sorry, guys, I have a, a, a theory about this whole bath conversation. Yes, Ooh, please do hear it. And that's probably, and, and I think Harry smells. <laughs> oh. he's, he's been playing outside the whole day uh, in a snowball fight, and they didn't take a bath. They just... Changed the robes and went downstairs. So this is just a salt in the wound comment from Cedric. Like, hey, man, probably could have yeah, gotten choked. Take just take a bath. I mean, he mm-hmm. could have told Once him to. While. He could have told him to just stick it in a bucket of water. He could have told <laughs> him to stick it in the lake. Yeah. Why? Why does Harry have to be in the bath with the egg? I don't think the egg needs the bath. What I want to know. Harry does. What I want to know, and I'd love to hear both of your thoughts on this. How mm-hmm. did Cedric figure this out? He's just, he's a bath like, guy. <laughs> but. Do you think he takes all, all his possessions to the bathroom? That's what, that's what I'm saying. Got a new thing, it's better scary, take a bath. But... <laughs> <laughs> new socks for Christmas! <laughs> Get the bath running! <laughs> That's just his thing. Like, Harry's thing is whatever Harry's thing is. And Cedric's just taking baths. <laughs> or what if it was like, one? Of, like I don't know who Cedric's friends are, but what if his, one of his friends told him, he's like, hey, bro, what if you took a bath with it? <laughs> what if we're thinking about this all wrong? What if Cedric is just carrying the egg around through the bathroom as one does? And he slipped. It's slippery in a bathroom. And the the yeah. egg just ended up in, so you got to dive in after it. Sure. Literally dive into the tub. Yeah. Or the lake. Maybe he was in the lake. No, that doesn't make sense. Then why would he tell Harry to take a bath? Well, maybe if he smelled. That's what I'm saying. There's just so many questions that came to my mind when it, when he presented this to Harry. I wanted Harry to be like, you know, hey, Cedric, I respect you, but before I try this, like, I just need, I need to know where you came you from on this. Was when we started recording. What? How? How did you? How did you decide to experiment this with this? How did you? Right? I don't know. There's a lot that's left on, okay. a lot, a lot that's left time. packed up there. Just me? Just me that's wondering about that? No, no. I mean, <laughs> how do I want to put this? 
Oh, you're trying We're not to give spoilers away. only reading two chapters this week. LOL. So. LOL. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that you're going to get to see Harry, Cedric saying goodnight to Cho, but I'm not not saying it. Now I have even more questions. <laughs> That's weird. I like leaving you with questions. So, All right. Chapter 24. Read a Skeeter's scoop. Not quite as jam-packed with important details. I think we can agree. I think so. We've got just a couple main things here. Um, a lot of discussion of the whole Hagrid being a half-giant thing. We didn't really get into what that looks like from everyone else's point of view. As far as bigotry and prejudice and him being dangerous. I mean, that's kind of the topic of this whole chapter. What were your thoughts on that, Braden? Um, so, I mean... We kind of gather from Ron that like hag that giants have the reputation of being like pretty dangerous and malicious and wanting to kill, I guess. Um. So obviously that like there's already the stuff swirling around, um, you know, from Malfoy with like mud bloods and stuff. So that's already kind of in the air. And then you add like this whole element and Malfoy was already trying to get rid of Hagrid. And I feel like the racism is coming on pretty thick here. Yeah. This kind of is our first glimpse of like Malfoy's always for some reason hated Hagrid. And this just sort of lets us know why a little bit better. Yeah. Had you even considered when Rita was interviewing Hagrid that this was going to be part of her whole thing? I I had considered that she was going to try to... Because I, I, I think we talked about this last episode is that... Uh, I think I said something along the lines of like, in coming after Harry, like she'll try to tear down his friends along the way. Right. Or, or that'll be kind of her way to get to Harry. Um... Because, I mean, he, like, obviously it gets him fired up. You know, he spends most of this chapter super angry. Yeah, I feel sorry for himself, that kind of thing. Yeah. Is this something that we care about long term? I mean, not to spoil it, but by the end of the chapter, Dumbledore's been there. They've They've actually gotten to talk about this and... Seems like he's he's coming back to class, you know. Yeah. What What are you asking? If I guess we care about long term. What are the long term implications of this? Is this going to be like a plot line going forward? Is this a one off thing? Do you think that there's anything that this could mean for Hagrid or for Harry? I think it's going to give the Malfoys ammunition, but if there's any truth to what Dumbledore says later in the chapter that he's receiving letters from, you know, former students or parents who were former students that they support Hagrid and are on his side. Like, I don't think it's going to be anything to worry about. Um, 
But I think... I don't think this is just going to go away. Right. I mean, I think Malfoy will be sure make sure of that. Do you think Malfoy and Rita Skeeter are chatting it up at all? I think that Lucius Malfoy and Rita Skeeter are chatting it up. Oh. This is like a leaning on the press kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, because if you notice, like, the whole article's title is, like, Dumbledore's Bad Decision-Making. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore's um, you know, it's, Giant Mistake, lol. Yeah, yeah. Seriously? Um, so to, that's what made me think that, like, the Malfoys are connected to that somehow, because isn't that Lucius' whole thing? Like, we got to get Dumbledore out of there. Yeah, I mean, that's one of his big things, definitely. Dumbledore is yeah. too in favor of non-purebloods for Lucius's taste. Right. So that's, yeah, that's where I went with that. Besides that, I mean, that's really the driving force of most of this whole chapter. Uh, we do get to go to Hogsmeade. And like you said, there's a whole Bagman conversation, and it involves goblins. And then it involves just straight up trying to cheat for Harry. What's your take on all of this? I feel like I ask you about Bagman every week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my first thought reading this was that Bagman is has some sort of wager on the Triwizard Tournament. Oh, interesting. Got mixed up with some goblins, some 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 gang gangbanger type guys that are. Uh, he's gonna owe him some money if Harry loses, and so he's kind of like, "Hey, Harry, I could I could help you out. Seriously, I could help you out. You should let me help you out." Because he's really got a stake in, win. in in Harry winning. Yes, so that that crossed my mind. Um, the other thing is if, like, Ludo Bagman turns out to be evil um, and helping Voldemort, like, he was tasked with, like, hey, make sure Harry gets into this tournament mm-hmm. so that we can we can kill him, get him out of the way. Well, then why is he offering to help him? Oh, to give him bad advice on purpose? Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Didn't you say Bagman's played by um, Gary Oldman? Uh, Sirius Black is. Serious black is sweet. Who plays Ludo Bagman? <sighs> no, it's not that I don't know who it is, Jess. It's that Ludo Bagman's not in the movie. What? So, yeah, I mean, we don't have to get into this right now, but starting in Gobble to Fire, we just start full on cutting out plot lines. What? Okay, well, I mean, you probably shouldn't have told me that. I'm sorry. I mean, no, I mean that's fine, but like now I don't feel like I'm gonna care that much if it was. Well, I mean, there's it's... plenty of stuff that's cut out of all kinds of things that are super important that <laughs> the directors just no. are dumb. Yeah, I guess in my mind, like Sometimes, if yeah, a lot of things are changed in the in the movies, not just Harry Potter movies. Yeah, in fiction in general. 
uh, yeah, a lot of no, things I... are cut just because other characters play that particular plot line instead of the character in, in the, yeah. in the yeah. book. You just forget it. Just forget I said anything about it. Okay. Right, done. Forgotten. So he's, what now? He's, gam- <laughs> he's gambling or he's trying to get Harry killed. There's just yeah. a lot. There's goblins. Fred and George are here. The goblins are uh, looking for Barty. Yeah, that's what right? he says. Also, aren't the are the goblins who work at Gringotts? Yes. Yeah. So that's where I, you know, that's where my mind's going with the whole money thing. Yeah. So we just associate goblins with money. Kind of. Or at least I do right now. I don't have anything else to associate them with. Do I? No, you don't. Mm-mm. Nope, just just the bank. And everyone that works at the bank is a money-grubbing goblin. So. Yeah. It's fair. Um, so we, we get a little bit of Rita Skeeter specifically versus Hermione. Did you pick yes. up on this? What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, so at the end of towards the end of the chapter, Harry kind of calls Rita Skeeter out. Um, says something along the lines of like, "Are you off to ruin someone else's life?" And it's really interesting to me that like she doesn't really react to anything until Hermione says something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what really sets her off, and then she starts, like, chirping back. So, I don't really have, like, a good prediction or reason why that is. Maybe it's just, like, a female tension thing. Maybe Carla could speak to this better than I could. Mm, yes, Carla, thoughts? Well, I never thought about it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it I now. Just, I, I just thought that Rita, like many other people, Wizards are prejudiced against uh, Muggleborns. Oh, oh, yep. There it is. I was hoping you were going to say that Rita Skeeter has a crush on Victor Crumb, and so she doesn't like Hermione. Yep, that, that's what I. That's what I meant. She's I into the younger that. men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. So she is racist too. Well, I'm that's not saying she is. I, I just, yeah. I, I just thought that that's probably why she got, and also because she's still trying to get Harry to talk to her, so she's not going to snap like that at him. Because she's that's still trying point. to get some stories out of out of him. She's all about the clicks. He's very famous. Yeah, why does she want him to talk so bad? Because he's famous. Because that sells. It's Harry Potter. The Boy who lived. Hmm. Yeah. I don't remember a parallel <laughs> in our world, but you know, someone very famous who everyone wants to know about. Like, Just goes Hugh know, Jackman. The royal family. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. That's a perfect, perfect example. You don't want to take him off. You want to get your interview with him. Yeah. He'll stab you but. with those claws. 
But then Hermione, no, I'm not even sure if Rita knows her blood blood status. So it might not be a racist thing. It's just that it's not Harry. So she doesn't care if if, um, she offends Hermione. I figure if she knows Hagrid's blood status, then it's not too much of a stretch to figure she snooped around in every part of these people's lives. Yeah, probably. She probably knows that Hermione's parents are dentists. (laughs) Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on is the Hermione-Rita-Skeeter angle. Yeah. Then they run down... Ron mentions something about that. Ron mentions that Rita's going to go after Hermione next Hermione is not worried because, again, her parents are muggles. They don't get the wizard newspaper. So it's really not a big deal for her. But they could, she could still destroy Hermione's reputation in the world she's living in. Well, she could try. <laughs> Among people that believe what Rita Skeeter writes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking there's a lot of those at the moment, probably. Why do you say because that? She, because she writes for the biggest newspaper and, well, only newspaper. And we know the, the magazine we know is, is it, we, I don't know. I don't know if that came up already. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but she writes for the profit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the, the prophet is the newspaper everyone reads. So, it's like the I'm guessing a lot of, of people, media. yeah, a lot of people probably take that with a grain of salt, but most, most people will believe anything they read. Well, <laughs> that's the world for you. <laughs> or see on cable television. Yeah. Um, really, the rest of the chapter is just Hagrid trying to get Hagrid back in the game. What were so Hagrid's mindset here, Braden? Was that surprising to you? I mean, he's really upset. He's incredibly like emotionally unstable. Yeah. I mean, stuff like this happens, and he goes he goes down like he's out of commission worthless for days um i mean i feel bad for the guy i'm not saying that like as an insult it's just it's interesting which i'm sure he's got a lot of emotional baggage like i, I mean we kind of learned he grew up without his dad right mm-hmm. well and mom yeah yeah and he just got turned down by the love of his life i was going to say that he he tried to to connect with uh, with uh, oh, what's her name? With Madame Maxime. <laughs> Madame Maxime, and and she turned him down, and and she denied uh, any resemblance to him. I, I think that really hurt him, and then everyone else finding out. It took a, a lot of courage from him to come out, sort of, to her. I don't think that that's something he he tells everyone. He never told Harry and Ron 
and Hermione. So th that's something he keeps very private, I think. And I guess that's why it, it had the emotional heft. <laughs> good, good Car use. Carla just yeah. roasting me on the pod. I'm just not. Low key. It's just that I, <laughs> I remembered that. I think that that was a good use of emotional heft. It does, yeah. Right. It really, Hagrid's got a lot on his shoulders emotionally in terms of baggage. So, this was. But he another, does have bigger shoulders. He than does. Else. He does, but I feel like his his heart and his emotions are correspondingly. I mean, he reacts, you know, so strongly to anything that happens. Yeah, that's a good point. Probably. At this point, Harry's still just lying to everyone and saying that he's already figured out the egg. When he still definitely needs to take a bath with it. Is that? Are you there sincerely? Is that what your stance is, that Harry needs to jump in the bath? What else is he going to do? I mean, I don't think he has any better ideas. He's been sitting listening to it. So walk me through how this is going to go. Is Harry going to get in the bath with it? Is he going to take it to the lake? Is he going to... Yeah, I think he's going to... put it, Draw himself a really nice um, bubble bath. Mm -hmm. And he's going to jump on in with that egg. Put on some tunes. And then what? And... And then I think he is going to just sit with the egg, become <laughs> one with it. So it's about achieving egginess. Yes, you must be. You must become one with the egg, and that requires water. Yeah. Well, warm water. Yeah, it's cleansing. Like cleansing. Cleansing of the mind, the body, the soul, the shell, the egg, the shell, <laughs> the yolk. Yes. It's like they're it, being hard it's, boiled it's, together. Soft Yes, boiled. it's it's truly metaphorical. It's Oh, he needs to crack it. He needs to crack the case. Oh no, that's not fair because Harry made that joke. He did. <laughs> he did? He said in a few uh, I think it was something like I think to Bagman, he said, A few more days should crack it. Dang it. <laughs> oh, he's getting beat tonight. Wait, where is it? Louder. <laughs> laughter. Go. That's not laughter. Not laughter. Turn it off. <laughs> I even have... That's have cheering! Yeah. We deserve cheering. That's probably more like it. Now we got it. What is the egg going to tell Harry? Give me a guess as to what... The egg is going to give him a hint we can assume about the second task, right? So what is your assumption that this is going to end up looking like? What do I think the egg is going to tell Harry about the second task? Yeah, or life. I mean, if you think there's more than just the second task. Uh, sheesh, I don't know. Um, Jess, you'll have to cut some blank air here. Um, Duh. Where's Cricket? Uh, 
You're welcome. <laughs> I think the egg is going some... to tell him. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, you know, you you go ahead. You're the guest. I was just going to say it's probably some excellent information. <laughs> well played. Well played. Um, I think he, the egg, is going to tell him that the answer lies within Uncle Vernon's mustache. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's gonna. Tra- the next chapter is him traveling back to Privet Drive. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. like the hometown episode of The Bachelor. <laughs> yes. He's gonna. He's gonna ride the dragon back. Smart. Yeah. He yeah. tamed it. Yep. Yeah. What's in the mustache? Is it just like a scavenger hunt situation? No, it's he has to again, the, He has to take a bath with a mustache. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be sick. No, it's <laughs> it's metaphorical much like the egg bath is. It it is it's about going home and and trying to understand Uncle Vernon, trying to trying to find common ground. Please tell me that to win the second task Harry has to grow facial hair. Yes, that's what it comes down to is he will – he has to come – actually what it is, he goes home and it's a hot rod situation, Andy Samberg, okay. where he has to beat Uncle Vernon in a fight. Um, Can he use magic? And, and yes, and <laughs> – If yes, he, then okay. <laughs> yeah, and he will he will sprout a mustache because of it. He will come back to Hogwarts a man. Now, here's my question. Do Crum and Cedric and Fleur all also specifically have to fight Uncle Vernon? And grow a mustache because yeah. Fleur with facial hair would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think the second task is fighting Uncle Vernon. <laughs> wow. I mean, he's You're really going really to be scrambled by the end of that. Nice one. What did you say right before I said that, Carla? I was asking if you're writing all these predictions down. <laughs> yes, I think that's what Jess is doing. She's fervently taking notes over here. Great. She's paying lots and lots of good attention. She's not at all on a Pinterest board, I think. <laughs> Instagram. Oh, it's an Instagram hashtag for hashtag dip nails. Love oh, that. Okay. <laughs> in all seriousness i have no idea what this egg is going to tell harry i am so excited for them to all fight uncle vernon separately after giving him like two weeks to recover between each one it's a long-term <laughs> it's a long-term situation so this we are we've been recording for about an hour and 20 minutes over two chapters kind of you know that's a Kind of a long time for two chapters, but I think that it has gone very well. Has Did we hit everything in the Yule Ball that you were hoping we would get to, Carla? Yeah, yes. <laughs> do you have any do we cares for Brayden here? I didn't know if there was like a, a detail that we didn't get to that you thought would be a good do we care. Let me see here. think. Mm. 
I don't think so. No, we don't. I, we did some of them along the way. Yeah, I think we, we've hit everything. Do we care about Harry and Ron being terrible dates? Oh, that's, I care. <laughs> <laughs> They're really bad. It just doesn't speak well of them as people. They're kids still, so yeah. it doesn't mean that they're going to grow up to be horrible people. Or it might. But it does a little bit. <laughs> they, they still might. Ooh, do we care about the substitute teacher that Hagrid has? We care about her name. Grubbly Professor Plank. Grubbly Plank. Professor Grubbly Plank. Oh, do we care about baby unicorns? Mm -hmm. That was my next question. We got some unicorns going on. It was only a matter of time before unicorns became part of this. You know, magic, wizards, Unicor unicorns. Unicorns were in the, in the first book, mm -hmm. too. Agreed. Do you remember they were. how Brayden? They were. Yes, Braden, how were they in there? Uh, their blood was important. Unicorn blood. To very whom? important. To Voldemort. That's how he's staying alive. He's eating. Nice. The, he was, he was chewing on some unicorn. He had a change of diet now, didn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he yeah. went from unicorn yeah. blood to... Like, he eats a lot of... Venom? Steady diet of, of flies at this point, yeah, I would he... assume, being a tadpole. <laughs> <laughs> um, good we were originally going to do four chapters this week but I think it was good that we sort of did a deep dive into the Yule Ball um, we'll hit we definitely need to hit four chapters next week next time we record Let's whenever that is probably not on 4th of July though I'm sure Carlos probably more available than we are <laughs> 4th yeah. of July we don't we don't celebrate it funny enough. <laughs> weird. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. Carla, I have a very important question for you. Whoa. Okay, you ready? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about Carter? <laughs> Carter? Think think before you speak. <laughs> this is important. He was on and he was on like Four episodes ago, he was a he. He was the editor for one of the episodes. Yes, yeah, he was on sort of in the background, and we were making lots of jokes about backyard baseball and yeah. And I, I actually had to Google what what base uh, backyard sports were. <laughs> you had to and all of it. Are you saying you did? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Oh my gosh, please just take some time and talk about that. Talk about that experience. <laughs> What's the <Googling>? first result? <laughs> I think it was Wikipedia. Sure. And then it, well, I didn't read a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of, you saw the character art. To... No, I just saw that it was, uh, well, a video game, a series of video games mm -hmm. and then the wikipedia article had a lot of things related to companies being 
bought and sold. Yes, that's unfortunate, the, but true. The, the titles being dragged along, and that's about it. The Wikipedia article think, did not do it justice then. No, no, I realized it was very pop- popular, but mm, I was never really a gamer. I've just started gaming like two years ago because my boyfriend really, really, really likes gaming. <laughs> so he kind of forces me to play Xbox. <laughs> we would Does love your boyfriend to listen to I the like. pod? No, he, he doesn't really care about Harry Potter. He watched the movies because, well, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> but <laughs> that's about it. If you ever want to play video games with Carter, we can make that happen. <laughs> okay, so what's this about Carter? He, what's it. not about Carter? <laughs> we keep trying to get him to come on because Braden and Carter really hit it off. And yeah. also, that when we recorded that episode, um, mm-hmm. there was we had some technical difficulties and I erased like half an hour of content that in, yes, in which Carter was even more heavily involved. Okay. So we just try to bring up Carter as much as we can. I actually talked to him yesterday and invited him to come on this episode, which would have been quite a combination of people. Would have been a lot going on, but he was, <laughs> he had to work. We, we wanted to get, you know, you're our, you're the voice of the fans, right? So we wanted to know what you thought of the Carter situation. I really liked it. Oh, you did. I did. It was fun. It really was. I'm not just saying it. It really was. Okay. I know I don't get a lot of references, mainly the sports ones. Sure. Well. <laughs> um, but um, I, I got a lot of other references, like TV shows and stuff. Yeah. Like The Office. And it's really, really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Well, good. I'm glad, I'm glad you get The Office references. Yeah. And SpongeBob and <laughs> all the other ones that you talk about. <laughs> we don't do enough SpongeBob references. No, yeah. I'm happy to do more SpongeBob references. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask I about am... Caillou, but I think that got cut out. Thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Some good deep dive Caillou talk. Ugh. That godforsaken trash that they called television. <laughs> listeners if you have thoughts about caillou or spongebob or especially carter (laughs) we would love for you to howl at us about that if we got enough howls asking for carter and played them for him do you think he'd come on i think i mean whenever i talk to him he acts like he absolutely wants to come on that he has just not yet been able to because of scheduling. We need to get to him like a week in advance and plan it. Okay. It's fair. Do you have the number in front of you, Braden, for the Howler? I do. If you want to call in and talk about any of those things, um, or if you just want to talk about whatever you want to talk about, you should call in. And you should call 978-POTTER-0. That's 978 768 8370-978-768-8370. We love Howlers. We love hearing from you. We love Chad. Chadillac. 
Bo. Bo is great. Um, I did. Bobaton. I did get Bobaton. I did. We did get a howler. But for this week, um, yes and no. Uh, some spoilers for the next two chapters that we were supposed to read. No, no, not at all. Okay. So, was I'm, it not PG? Let's just say I'm playing it right now. So it's as far as I can tell, it's three minutes of silence. But there is the app always tells me it like types out the words for me as best it can. And so I just see the word no, 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 no. And that's it. That's the entire text. <laughs> Jeremy, it's three minutes I of silence. I think you should call the police. I do. We do surprisingly get spam calls. Man, that's just like, how are they getting on? I guess they're just typing in every combination of digits they can, but it is a bummer. But they never leave messages, which is nice. Would we play them? Maybe. I'm not going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) We don't discriminate. It depends how funny they are. Speaking of howls, howlers, um, who was it, Bo, that called in and had probably rant about about you not about Rogi not telling us earlier about Daniel Radcliffe if you that would like, was indeed Bo if you would like to howl right now Carla feel free well I think he did a good job but I second him <laughs> wow we've got some agreement <laughs> with, with Bo in the hot take what say you Rogi well I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I didn't want to just throw everything out there at the very first, you know, opportunity. The pod's about Brayden, and so if you're learning new things about me for three and a half books in, then I mean, I think that's kind of fun. But I, I get it. I understand that you might feel a little betrayed. <laughs> I mean, the pod is not about me. I think that's. Like you are as much a part of like your your personality and experience and knowledge of Harry Potter and your passion for it, I think I think definitely is a big part of it. I think what, if that's true, if that's a big part of it, then I'm probably not doing as good of a job as I would like to of making it about you. <laughs> I mean, I want my knowledge and experience to come through in how I'm able to skirt around your questions and lead you in certain directions without giving things away. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess I have to have some personality. Otherwise it would just be super boring. Right. Like if you just line up some questions to ask me and then I answer them, like that's not very fun. I guess if, if it wasn't for me, there wouldn't be as many backyard baseball and no pacers talk. Exactly. Stuff like that. So that's true. But, yeah, I don't know. I met Dan Radcliffe. Did I forget? No, I would never forget, and I could never forget. (laughs) I just didn't – when I was planning the podcast, I didn't write down, okay, better tell them about the time that – I mean, I I guess I was hoping it would come up more organically. So, And I think it did. (laughs) I hope, can you still trust me as a host, Carla? Yeah. Okay, good. 
but but I think that maybe if you your mom hadn't come to the pod, we might only find find out. Uh, we might have only found out about that in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could have held it for that long. Whenever we were talking about the actors themselves, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on. We love having guests on, Carlo. You were fantastic. It was. It's so much fun having you on. And we, yeah. Thank you. It's just great hearing your perspective on things, and I think you make it funnier. Do you agree, Braden? Yes. Yeah. We really enjoy it, and you should come on anytime. Thank you. It was really fun. I don't know about making it funnier, but I do have a lot of fun with you guys. Good. Um, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I want to tell the listeners that Carla was not only a great guest, but she was very accommodating because we kept changing what was happening. <laughs> we changed yep, the date that happened. at least once. And we changed since the last time you were on, we changed how we do recording. We changed what chapters yeah. we were doing multiple times. So Carla was an excellent sport. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank she's you. Lear she's learned to put up with us at this point. Yeah, that's true. We're this far in. Yeah, I know what you're all about, keeping <laughs> your Daniel Radcliffe meetings uh, to yourselves. Uh, <laughs> shots fired! I wonder if he would remember me, you know? I think he almost certainly would. He if would he almost like, certainly remember Jacob. <laughs> Are you the guy that couldn't understand me when I was speaking English to you? <laughs> Detroit! Because you're I. Detroit! Are oh, you man. the guy from Detroit? <laughs> oh, yeah, the Detroit guy. You're the ones who had the podcast. You didn't tell them about meeting me. That's, of course. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, Brayden. Thank you, Hannah and Amber, who are getting married this weekend. Nope, just Amber. <laughs> Hank and Amber. <laughs> I've said Hannah and Amber so many times in my life, <laughs> talking about your wife and her sister. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I guess, like, if Hank can live up to being a Hannah, then, like, that's a pretty good goal. Yeah. He's pretty great. So that's a good goal for Hank. I, th I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Jeremy. Get well yeah. soon, Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers for Jeremy's uh, throat. So until next time. We'll see ya. What was what used Jerry Seinfeld? Why are we curving into this? When I do it, I'm just purposely like cracking my voice. I'm getting really sick and tired of it, Jerry. Okay, don't you curve it! That's the spell that Crumb used!